Dear listeners, from the Werveling in Utrecht, you can listen to a podcast by Rien Agenaars. In the heart of this summer, everything seems to be going on again. Because whether you're a lucky 30 at a rainbow gathering, bravely trying your best with your kids between the downpours at the campsite, or stranded exhausted at a too-hot Italian station. Love always flows somewhere. Maybe that's with you, and maybe it's the other way around. You see love flowing everywhere, except through your own camper. Love and happiness form an interesting whole, because in a loving confrontation, the feeling of happiness can sometimes be hard to fight, and vice versa. Sometimes you don't need love at all for happiness. It's a puzzle that raises questions for many people. Do you go for happiness? Do you go for love? For both? Neither one of them? Or is it all the same for you? But where I muse lightly about love here, it's also something that can drive people to despair. Two of the three card readings we're doing in the Wurfling right now are about love and happiness. Something that is easy to understand. Because look around you, who learns about love in school? Perhaps the most essential aspect of our humanity doesn't even have its own subject on school. We learn French, mathematics, history and much more, but where is the love box? The same goes for the happiness aspect. We go to school, we work, we develop, we look for relationships. And isn't that all to be happy? We study, we look for work, we travel the world like never before, we photograph everything. How many of your dreams revolve around experiencing happiness? Well, you might say, but how on earth can you teach about love and happiness? Fortunately, I used to have the church, the church when I was young. At least there was still talk of the love of God and Jesus. But yes, the price you had to pay for that happiness was high. Singing in church as punishment for being brutal to the teacher, confession, prayer, and to the point of excess. Anything really interesting was about forbidden. Many people who grew up in this came to the conclusion that it might be loving to God and the pastor, but to themselves it was a great mystery. Fortunately, there was television, football, lease cars, and owner-occupied houses. Television opened the unknown world of sex. The love for the ball, your Mercedes and Villa certainly made you happy. You can imagine that for the parents of today's 30 youngers, the 30-agers, this was not really an ideal breeding ground to consciously transfer the meaning of love to their children. If it was already a mystery for them, it laid the foundation for a society in which the phenomenon of love is something that you have to puzzle out for yourself in one way or another. In itself, perhaps not so much. 
because the experiences of life help you to put together this puzzle. Where it's not for the fact that being patient and taking the time for something may not be the strong side of the Western world. So if you want to make it a subject at school, who should teach it, let alone that we have an idea of the content? There is not much left to look for love and happiness yourself, because before you know it the holiday is over and you no longer have time for it. Since almost everyone is presented somewhere on social media, the search for happiness seems to be a good starting point here, because a random glance at your Insta, TikTok or Facebook quickly passes wonderful wanderings through nature, pure and pure in your body, ancient healing of this or that, cocoa, truffle, mushrooms, techniques so simple that no one does it anymore, tarot, yoga, reading and so on. But where to start? A question that is often asked by our visitors. Our reaction is, it depends upon what you're looking for. If you want to experience happiness quickly, following your emotions, emotions is a suitable path. Because a feeling of joy and control can definitely make you feel happy. Then realize that an emotion is a reaction to something. You need a boost for it. The range of impulses that make you feel happy is enormous. From things to resources that detach you from yourself, from physical activities to profound tantra experiences. From sessions to readings, the offer is enormous. It's a growth market in which a lot of money is involved. The tricky thing about emotions is that they always pass. It's like a bucket that slowly fills and then empties. This way you can feel how the tension of a beautiful ritual increases step by step until you reach a climax in it. Satisfied and blissful you return home. Nothing wrong with that, pleasant and if you handled it with some awareness a great entertainment. You, sh you could say that spirituality has become an emotion for many in these days and age. An experience and outlet of tensions. Moreover, it's completely in line with our parents and grandparents when it comes to their experience of happiness. Yet, the search for love and happiness in this way has a downside. When the heart becomes subordinate to the emotion, the emotion becomes leading. What does this mean? Your experience of love and happiness is going to behave like an emotion. The build-up is enjoyable, but then it's over. The bucket is empty again, and nothing remains of your feeling of love and happiness. The desire for the experience starts to grow again, and before you know what you are in the next healing session or training. An endless process that tends to become more extreme and expensive in order to have the next experience again. Our vision in the search for love and happiness is another. Because experiencing love and happiness has to do with being able to act from other layers of your consciousness. How about the heart? When you long for a more stable experience of love and happiness, it starts with the realization that you can better let your emotions serve your heart than the other way around. And to make that difference very clear, just feel in yourself the difference between sex 
in the service of love and love in the service of sex. Funnily enough, that just takes you to an old spiritual path because suddenly being able to consciously handle your emotions becomes an important key in your search for love and happiness. But with that, your last halt in the search, your social media also lose their meaning. Realize that the search here usually stems from an emotion. If you dare to step on this path, something new will arise. Things can happen that give you a clue. People you meet with new clues you'd often rather not hear, or places where you come with a message you never heard before. Even worse, this search is not going fast because you ask it because you ask it to investigate things and to confront others about them. Unfortunately, finding conscious love and happiness is not going to work with a book, an online course, or with things you eat, drink, or smoke. It happens in the encounter with other people. If you are lucky, the path brings you into contact with people who can give you insight into how to do things and with things you overlook in your search for love and happiness. But even then, it requires you to confront it. Experiences that do not always make you immediately happy. But do not despair on this quest. You have only had one childhood and the number of patterns you can build in a life is not that big. After that, you can even clean up some remnants of past lives that are getting in your way. It takes a while, but when your backpack is really empty. On the way to this point, your sense of love and happiness in life begins to increase. An experience that no longer goes up and down like a yo-yo. No, an experience that travels quietly with you despite the storms of life. Strangely enough, exactly what all those ancient spirit movements already wrote about. But in 2003, your own personal experience. In summary, a long story to explain to you that there are two directions you can follow to in the search of happiness. Love and happiness at the surface of your emotions, and vice versa. Both are fascinating, but each has its own consequences. Which brings me to the key of the year 2023. That is the theme of compromise. One compromise is that you try to do both halfway. Actually, that makes your experience even more chaotic. But it is as it is. On the search for love and happiness, we're trying everything. Does it keep you busy? Take a risk and walk into the whirling. It's, an intent, it's our intention to guide people in the development of their consciousness. And if you want to read more about it, look at our website, uniovision.nl. Thank you very much for listening. I'll see you next time.